This is Ivanya Easley with The Closet Chronicles. I'm the founder and CEO of Style by Love E and Love E Fashion. This podcast covers all fashion, retail, e-commerce, and tech. And we talk with different fashion professionals so they can share their journey and their story. And today we have Tijuana Faison of Design Phase. And she's going to tell us a little bit about Design Phase, her journey, and give feedback if you want to start your own boutique. Welcome, Tijuana. Hello, hello, hello. Hi. Thank you for joining us. Now, give us a little bit about your background and, of course, tell us all about Design Phase and what it's all about and what kind of clothes you sell. Well, um, I am, as you said, owner of Design Phase Boutique here in Atlanta, Georgia, and I have a background of fashion design, actually. I came here um, and have a fashion design degree, worked for a wholesaler for some few years, and then opened up Design Phase Boutique, and that's what I have today. Awesome. Now, what kind of clothes are sold at Design Phase? Because every boutique, I think, has their own little personality, their own aesthetic. So what kind of things do you sell? Well, what's unique about Design Phase Boutique is that I actually have local designers and boutique lines here. So um, you get a really good mix of eclectic merchandise. So um, that kind of varies from your different lifestyle. The woman here tends to be the woman that likes to travel, but also works and uh, very mature and likes different Awesome, awesome. Yes, I agree. I think you have a boutique that ha- a boutique that has a lot of bold prints, colors, um, designs, and really statement pieces that uh, my clients really seem to love, which is why I shop with you so much you. for my clients. Thank you. Um, you always just have something unique, and the great thing is you, you don't feel like you're wearing stuff that everybody else is going to have because they're all shopping at department stores in the mall. Mm-hmm. So that is what I do love about one boutique shopping and specifically shopping with your boutique. Um, so how long have you had the store? It's been 13 years, 13 wonderful years. Awesome. And what advice would you give? What are like three things if you could go back and tell your younger self before you started, like what to do differently, do better, like hindsight is 2020 sometimes. So now that you've had this many years in the game, if somebody else was coming up or young Tijuana was starting her own boutique, what would you tell her now based off of everything that you've learned? Well, coming from a fashion design background, I'm, I'm, I'm more of a creative person. So I really didn't take business classes. So I would probably say definitely um, um, get some information on, if you want to have a business, get some information on business because I've kind of had to trial and error, learn as I go, which is, you know, you're going to do that anyway, but you can put less pressure off yourself by knowing, having some more business background. So that's one thing that I would say. And then a lot of times- I totally agree with that. (laughs) that. And the thing is, I do have a business background and I felt like it was more helpful to me once I started my company. Whereas when I first started, I felt like, oh my God, I'm the only one that don't have a fashion degree or didn't major or minor in fashion. But in reality, it ended up working out that my business background helped me with my fashion career. Yes, that's true. That's true. Um, The other thing I would say is um, there's going to be slow times. Um, There's going to be high times. There's going to be slow times. And so that's just par for the course as an entrepreneur having a business. So don't let those down times get you so down. Uh, We're all going to experience, you know, highs and lows. And and, and of course, we're human. So we're going to we're going to have our times. But, you know, pick yourself up and know that it's not just you going through. So that's another thing that I've learned. And and, and a lot of times things are seasonal as well. So, you know, you start to kind of learn the pattern uh, with your own particular business. And, and kind of you can kind of expect when the low is going to happen and maybe kind of anticipate what you may need to do to try to 
um, maybe it not be so yeah. down, you know, at that particular time. Totally agree. I always compare entrepreneurship like a roller coaster. You got your highs and then you got your roller coaster where it goes low and then it comes back up high. You can go through a, a myriad of emotions in one day, big entrepreneur. Wake up happy, a client do something, now you sad or upset, another client make you happy. It can definitely go up and down. Oh, you wanted to order that piece. Oh, you find out it's delayed. Oh, something else showed up instead. All the things. So there's always going to be an emotional ride, I think, for sure. But like she said, I think you have to really um, figure out that balance for yourself personally to not let it knock you off your game. Um, and then one last tip, since I asked for three. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> I would probably say for the last tip that um, a lot of times people think when you're in business for yourself or you're an entrepreneur that the money's going to come really quickly or that you're going to have all the help you need all the time. And that's not true. As an entrepreneur, a lot of times you'll find yourself working the extra hours. You may have hours posted on your door or posted on social media or your website, but truly you're probably working more than those hours um, listed. And so um, um, being a business owner means a lot of times being a self-starter, um, um, kind of you know, there's no one else to, yeah. to you know, self-motivation so self is definitely key because there's nobody there to tell you like, you got to be to work at nine. You got to get up and do this. You have to want to be like, you know, my soul's goal is a thousand dollars a day. I need to figure out how can I make that happen? What customers I need to call up in here? What outfit combinations I need to put together to make sure this stuff sells. And then if the store open at 11, of course you got to get here before then to make sure the lights is on, the store is clean and is ready for customers. And mm -hmm. the same thing at the end of the night. Mm -hmm. I think people get so caught up in being their own boss, they don't realize also heavy is the head that wears the crown. Mm -hmm. So if you're the own boss, that means all the good and all the all bad the is your responsibility. It, it does, it <laughs> you got to pay all the bills. You got to find all the help. You got to hire them. You got to fire them. And when they don't show up, you got to fill in for them mm -hmm. unless you got a backup because you're the boss. Mm -hmm. So I think being the boss, it sounds good, but it also comes with the good and the bad. You got to be ready for all of the things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think all of those were great tips, great advice. Uh, what do you think is the biggest lesson you have learned in this journey thus far? Wow. Um, there's been lots of lessons. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. Um, I, I probably would say, again, going back to um, um, just getting some more information like business wise, yeah. that sort of thing. Again, you know, um, a lot of people, when you're creative, um, um, you tend to want to, you thrive off the creation. So I thrive off of the clothing, putting yeah. looks together, working with customers, you know, all that, that just, yes. just really feels good. Yes. So, you know, getting to, to, to the part where the things that don't feel so good like the accounting yes paying so, taxes yes. so so those things are probably the things that you need to concentrate on if you know those aren't the things that really you go for then that's probably the area that you probably need to invest yourself in that or make sure you're getting help in those areas yes. whether that be you have a business manager or a partner that's not too creative but it's like one person that's the business mm -hmm. one person that's the creative or like she said you got to take it upon yourself to learn like I've been out shopping for a client all day and I check my emails. My accountant is emailing me, asking me about a statement that I got to answer her. I got to give her something mm -hmm. for her to do her job. Mm -hmm. And so I let her know, hey, I'm styling and shopping for a client, but I will look into it tomorrow, which means I'm going to have to look through because she's having a discrepancy and she can't figure it out. I'm the one who spends the money and gets the money to come in. So that means I got to help her figure it out. So that's not my favorite part of the job, but it has to be done. Right, right. 
So um, I think that's really important um, that she mentioned and focus on the business because we as creatives do tend to focus so much on the creative, but if we don't handle the business, it's really hard to stay in business. So you really want to make sure you figure out your numbers and your business data so that you can use it to be better in your business and figure out, you know, what you need to do so that you can still stay in the business of being creative. That's right. That's right. Gotta love that. Um, are there any tools that you would recommend or any first steps of like, hey, I want to open a boutique or if I came to you or somebody came to you and said, hey, I want to open a boutique. What are the first few things I should start to get it started? Like, what do you think I need to do first? Well, um, definitely, you know, consider your location. Um, um, that is definitely key, you know, because according to the type of merchandise you're wanting to sell, you probably need to kind of, you know, take a look at, is this area a good area for the type of merchandise that I'm going to be selling for the people that's going to be coming in? Is it going to be a long travel, you know, for them to come? How hard is it for them to get to me? That sort of thing. So I would definitely look into that because, um, that does make a difference. Yeah. Yeah, foot traffic, location, all that stuff definitely matters for your ideal customer once you figure out who your ideal customer is. Um, what's another thing um, when you're opening a boutique outside of location? Some other things you probably need to know um, let's to see. get started. To get started. Well, you know, your business license. Um, um, oh, yeah. And, all and your legal paperwork. <laughs> all the legal paperwork. And then um, probably just, you know, sometimes maybe just getting some input. Um from people, yep. you know, and just kind mentorship, of mentorship, mm-hmm. um, and then taking notes of, um, you know, um, the people around you, the people in the area, you know, how are they, you know, receiving the type of merchandise that you're wanting to carry. That's awesome. Yeah. The research is key. Cause like she's saying, if you're getting in a location or other seeing what's around them and around where you want to be and talking to them to see like, hey, you know, I'm thinking about having my business here. How how does your business do? Oh, we get lots of foot, Trevor. Oh, you know what? It's really slow. Really, the only people that cover the people. I, that's going to make a difference. I'm like, well, maybe should I be here or not? Right. Because if you're next to, let's say, a nail shop and they're booming, is it booming because of traffic that's coming by that area or is it booming because all of the nail artists in there already had clientele and they're coming to them? Right. that's going to make a difference. Right. Now, mind you, if they're booming and you're next door, you may get all that overflow of their clientele because you're not a competing business. So you may want to work something out with them. But it's also a factor for you to determine. So I think all of that is very great advice. Now, of course, we had the pandemic happen. And I've always asked everybody, how are they adjusting to the pandemic? Did they do more online? Did you do more private part? Like, what do you feel like you did to make sure you survived the pandemic? Because you're still here, so you survived it. Well, um, yes, I have survived. Thank you. <laughs> we all was thanking God that we survived. Thank God. So, um, but yes, I, I think um, during the pandemic, you know, it did force people to do some things differently. So with me, I'm definitely adding more to the website, um, looking at social media more, seeing what, you know, I can add to that. And then also um, doing more. Yeah. So during the pandemic, you were saying? So yes, during the pandemic, definitely had to make some more changes. So I'm looking into social media more, I'm, I'm, I'm working on the website more, How to getting to information on how to load more pictures and focusing on that as well as more personalized service. So since I've had more mature customers, I've had to kind of do things a little bit differently because definitely they weren't trying to really come out, yeah. especially. So um, with them doing more personalized service, sending them pictures, um, as you get to know your clientele, you may can kind of 
personalized, hey, you know, this this is something I think you would like. And um, and shipping, you know, yeah. shipping, shipping more merchandise out. So yeah. shipping has become definitely a key during yeah. this time. Awesome. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. And so what is um, coming up for uh, design phase? I mean, we're in a new year, it's 2022. We're still in the beginning of it. So do you have any plans or anything upcoming and new that you can share with us about what you're going to do this year? Well, 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 um, as far as design phase is concerned, this year I'm actually excited because um, I am adding more local designers um, here awesome. at Design Phase Boutique. So so definitely, definitely, if you love different, if you love having special pieces, um, that's a definite come by or, yes. or check out the website or yes. social media. Yes, because we will be tagging her um, when we post this episode. So you'll be able to go and check her out because we'll tag her social media. <laughs> anything else coming up that you want to share is there anything i know valentine's is next month some people are doing something for valentine's or spring do you have anything special any fashion shows any events in the store anything coming up that you want to share or can share or you're just working on some stuff well definitely for for valentine's day we are going to be having a sale so okay. so look out for that um, um definitely some special pieces you of course some heart jewelry and things like that. So if you're looking for those pieces, I've got a special gift section um, in the store now. I have um, um, uh, um, another um, artisan or, mm-hmm. or um, handcrafted line um, by a young lady that does really nice soaps and, and okay. lip glosses and things like that, candles and things like that. So if you want more of a um, unique gift, please come by, check out our gift section. Yes, I love that. I love that. Well, Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us and share your story, your journey, and give advice for upcoming uh, boutique owners. And, of course, if you want to talk with her more or learn more, I will be tagging her. It is Design Phase Boutique. You can Google her. You can look her up on social media. And, like I said, I will be tagging her so you can find out more information. And you can always reach out to her directly once you listen to this episode and you're tagged. Thank you again for taking the time to chat with us, Tijuana. And we hope everyone who listened has enjoyed it. If you did, please like, comment, share, give us your feedback, tell us what your thoughts or any questions you may have. And I hope y'all have a stylish week. Chat soon.